As a Papuan Australian woman, I want to start this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land that I live, work and create on. The podcast, Our Women, Our Stories, is created on tourable land and I pay my respects to their elders, those who have left us, those who are with us today and those emerging elders we are yet to meet. I acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. This has always been and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello listeners and welcome to segment two of the episode Pacifica Artists. To reiterate, Our Women, Our Stories is a sub-phase of the Australian Council of the Arts funded project Our Knowledge, Our Practice, Our Stories. Continuing on from our conversation in the last segment, we talk about all of the Bob the Builder, We Can Fix It fairy godmothers in the arts industry. We share stories about those who have doubted the value of art and the projects and where have these aunties felt culturally safe during their careers. Let's dive in. Yeah. Mm. I'd just like to pop up and like give a shout out to my manager, Luana, because like you just said, like, if some, um, you know, that whole relinquishing control and just allowing the artist to, um, mm. you know, it's that level of um, trust, right? Mm. Instead of trying to dictate like, oh, actually, can you make it, can you make the stars all one colour? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having an amazing manager like I did was such an integral um, part of having that project Mm. happen the way it did. Yeah. And it's such a great loss that we've, she's moved on from our team now. Oh, that's. Yeah. So it's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. um, Definitely will miss having her on the team because she's amazing mm. and, you know, was able to mm. get a lot of things done. But um, she's definitely gone to another space where they're going to benefit so much from having her there too. Mm. She's like a fairy godmother, you know. <laughs> 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 or Bob the Builder, I don't know. Can you fix it? Yes, I can. Yes. <laughs> no, fairy godmother, Bob the Builder. <laughs> Here we go, mother with a hard hat. <laughs> or Bob with a wand. With a wand. Okay, wow. <laughs> oh, I love, I love to, um, you know, like Julia, like your tap talk work and your markings and um, so many other projects I probably don't know about that you're just pushing out, right, regardless of not having funding. I mean, that's the risk of not funding these projects is that these ideas don't come to life and so it really is on the artist to be you know to fortify themselves and go well I need to make this anyway because if I don't my brain will explode um yeah and I'm a big believer in just making stuff you know putting putting the work out there as as best you can um with the resources you can because it just it just builds like the there's you know there's just so many opportunities to work with people and with with social media around being able to promote your work there too that's just opened a whole new you know field of you know yeah world of um opportunities so yeah I think if the work is meant to come out it'll come out funding or no funding yeah I think uh like 
Yeah, we've made so, so many different types of work over the years. I mean, we've been going since 97, Sunameke, um, and it's changed, you know, shape, um, uh, like over the years. But basically um, I, I couldn't, there's hardly any of the projects were actually funded. And um, and sometimes I look at the work that we've done and I think, oh, my gosh, that actually never um, – and most of this was before social media because we're old. So, like, <laughs> I look at some of this stuff and I just go, um, yeah, people haven't seen this. So, like, if I was to actually recreate that work, they would be seeing it for the first time, even though we've already lived, breathed and, you know, mm. our process moved through it. But I think that is the um, – I think it's to do with age as well. The older you get and the more um, you, the more work you make, uh, yeah, we're just at this level. Um, you know, and I think now, like, I'm 48. I'm actually 48. I'm not as – Old as Ranu, while is but but when I actually think like um, if I was to put as an as an artist, if you if you put yourself amongst um, the people we went to school with, or you know people that are your age around you, you realize how different your lives are. Um, especially if you've only ever committed to do, to doing everything off your own back and. Um, mm. Yeah, and not having to get funding, tick the boxes um, and make what other people think your work should be. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think that's just the price of, um, yeah, gosh, being an artist. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But I do think, like, when we were at... Um, we danced with your stars. You weren't there, but um, you were, but you weren't. And uh, it was um, it was such an awesome way to, like, close off um, that space for us um, mm. because we just we were just moving. We did our niche and dance class there and um, there mm. were, I think there were six or seven women. Um, yeah. And we moved through the whole space um, and we danced in amongst all of these um, artists' visions and, um, and their mahi and... Mm. Uh, you could really feel that, um, and we put the music up so loud that um, people thought that there was a show on. Not <laughs> even come in, but it was literally we just used that whole space with these stars. <laughs> and while I was standing there, I remembered um, doing Nijan Pride in 2013, and you had your stars. <laughs> But it yeah. was like, you know, maybe ten on a yeah. <laughs> like ten on a string hanging down and like and it was beautiful and I thought it was beautiful yeah. there. And then yeah. when I saw them this time, like in the flesh, I was like, yeah. Oh my god, look how far you have um brought this. And like yeah. that's testament to drive yeah. and staying mm. true to what it is that you know your your message and mm. um you know i just mm. cracked them because they're so heavy like you grab them <laughs> and then i was thinking of like these tiny little stars that were on this like <laughs> mutton, like yeah, anyway it's very beautiful on on stage but <laughs> what we were dancing under at the gallery mm. <laughs> at the silos awesome. yeah Mm. That's, but yeah, yeah, gosh. But I do think, like, just looking at the three now, um, 
if uh, you, you can only do this work um, if you have the support of the women around you. Mm. Um, and if you don't, then it's a, it's a struggle. But I think that that's, um, it works for us. We can, if you're true to what you, you know, if true to what you believe in, that's your passion, um, the women around you will support you as well and, um, and you, you can make, yeah, that's how our collective thinking helps with how we mm. um, create our work and stay relevant, you know. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I just went off like mm. many different that's awesome. that awesome. conversation. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. I hate funding. Sorry. I mean, I hate yeah. the conversation. It's so frustrating because I yeah. think funding too, what it does is um, uh, funding is also used as a I have succeeded, you know, thing. Mm. You prove your funding, you're, you're successful. Yeah. Um, funding also yeah. means that um, your voice is um, boxed. Um, mm. Funding also means that, um, you know, um, you're beholden. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's probably the reasons why I've always, I mean, I wanted funding, but um, yeah. when it came to actually applying and writing, um, looking at it and, and actually saying I can't, um, I don't agree. Oh, how can you put me in a box? Especially if mm. you've got your boxes and they say, what art form? And you tick all of them. Like, yeah. How do you get funding if you're ticking all of them? Jack mm. of all trades, master of none. Mm. Oftentimes better yeah. than master of one. <laughs> mm. yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah, that's my – I don't like funding just for that pretty much. Mm. I've never actually applied for funding. Anything that I've done, um, yeah, it's exactly what you said, Julia. It's that um, putting someone in a box thing, and it's like, well, that sounds shit. Um, I don't, you know, then mm. what's the point, and what that then totally changes what I want to talk about through my artwork, mm. you know, because yeah. I'm pandering towards boxes that need to be ticked. Mm. Um, so yeah. And now, look, I work for someone that wants boxes to be checked. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am the box. <laughs> oh, but I don't want to be <laughs> But your boxes are nice, Raina. <laughs> your boxes are really big. <laughs> <laughs> They're inclusive I'm, boxes. Yeah, they open it up the other boxes. <laughs> You get to put that down. That's a new cue card. You can say my boxes overlap all boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I can help you. (laughs) Yeah, okay, enough. (laughs) But I mean it's interesting because uh, like so that's my point of view about filling in forms of that type mm. and then being in a space where I, that is part of my job um it's an interesting one where you're trying to um fight for the artist it's like you know because it's very much a business right so yeah and that, and that slows down things so much because then you're trying to explain to people who aren't creators and don't understand what 
the creative project can look like because they can't visualise it in any way, shape or form unless you give them an image. And But if the work doesn't exist yet, because that's what the money's for, to make it exist, mm-hmm. that's really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's something that I struggle with at work. And that's why I really appreciated Luana, because mm-hmm. she got it. She's an, yeah. She comes from an art background. So mm-hmm. that's why it made it so much easier. But if you have yeah, people further up that are the ones signing off, and they don't come from a creative background or don't understand it, then that automatically becomes such a hurdle. Mm. And sometimes you can't get projects across the line because someone doesn't get it further up the chain and thinks it's a waste of time and money. I have a question, um, and I want you to think of a particular story. Um, Has there been a particular experience of yours as an artist or a curator um, where someone has said there's no value in this work and then you've had an experience that completely proves that wrong. You probably had many, but is there a particular story that comes to mind where that statement of there's no value in this art has been proven wrong? I remember quite... Um, excuse me, early in the um, One Million Stars to End Violence project, when it was called that, um, one of the communities that um, decided to participate did so because it was, it came to them through um, uh, a young woman who was still in high school at the time. And so just kind of through her family connections, um one of the, the 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 kind of communities that heard her talk about one million stars um, ran a um, like a, a, a resource center for women and children who <clears throat> are trying to escape you know um, domestic violence. And I remember meeting this um, when I went to go see the installation. I remember meeting her, and she she confessed how she was quite cynical. Um, of the project, like what is this star weaving? How is it even going to end violence? Um, and you know, I remember her saying to me that I'm that she was so glad that she just listened to her staff and and the people in her community who really wanted to get involved because she ended up seeing um, just a bigger kind of growth in their community outreach, and so she was pleasantly surprised by just the impact of local people um, star weaving and that being able to raise awareness about the services that they provide, um, but also just the, you know, being able to to build um, community relationships and stuff. So kind of that's kind of been my experience of that, you know, and, and it, still, it still happens. I still get people going, oh, what's the star weaving? It's kind of a waste of you know, time and, 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 and it's all good, you know, like star weaving isn't for everybody. Um, but once people engage and they, you know, just experience how fun and relaxing it is and how people just naturally start talking with each other, they're, they're surprised. I mean, I've had, you know, ministers here, um, in, in Queensland government say the same thing to me, like your stars are everywhere. Like what is going on? And then once he wove a star with me, he's like, ah, okay. I think I get it. You know, 
um, you know, that's what, that's what I love about the arts in general. It just, it's ability to move through and cut through language, um, you know, uh, culture, all that kind of stuff. It can just, it's, yeah, I can talk about it for days, but I think that's, that's the power of the arts. Yeah, I've got some examples, but they're, I probably can't share those ones. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, and the ones where, you know, it was a, it was a no or whatever, they just didn't happen. So they, they, they're the ones that missed out, the ones that say no, which is unfortunate because then the artists that they say no to, um, you know, there's the, usually people that I, um, Already, I'm already familiar with the work, and so I feel it's my part of my role to be able to bring on board, you know, um, artists that we haven't seen before because, mm. you know, sharing is caring. <laughs> um, mm. <laughs> and, um, I mean, it's a platform for everybody, right? But not everybody gets to be on the platform where you just keep seeing the same people on the same platform and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, can we see someone new, please? And then but then when you bring someone new on board, it's this whole like, oh, well, I, can't, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, this, but this is what you want, right? So what are you not understanding? You, you need to, you know, we have boxes around taking risks. <laughs> and yet you don't want to take a risk. Um, so those things, again, frustrating. Um, but, yeah, and it's, and it's silly because um, I see this with my teammates as well at work. You know, they're, they're, they know the communities that they work for and, you know, that, that's their speciality. And yet when they're asked to program in or, you know, let's do something new and fresh and blah, blah, blah. So they try and do that and it, it just it doesn't happen because they don't trust, you know, well, that's what it looks like. They don't trust us, mm. um, that we know our communities well enough to bring these people through. Uh, and then further down the track, when these artists are now the cool people in <laughs> the crowd, <laughs> And it's like, oh, why don't we have them? It's like, we already brought them to like three years ago and you said no. So that's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. Um, and it's, yeah. And this is why I self fund my own projects. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of a story uh, or. I think I've been questioning why I can't think of a story. (laughs) And I think that's because um, when people say no, I don't actually hear them because I need to get my point across. Um, I've had lots of people, um, and because I've never looked really at funding as a thing, um, I haven't, I I never made that my battle. That wasn't... um, that was never uh, that wasn't important enough. We just needed to make the work. So you know, you you do shows, you you do gigs, you find ways to earn money, um, to put on your productions, to make your films, um, 
but I think uh, when it comes to people saying no, often um, I think it's the when you have a vision um, and you see the bigger picture and then you're dealing with people that can't see. And so... Um, and you're all on this. You're all in the same boat. And so basically, it's trying to tell your own people, the people that are on the waka with you, paddling to a direction um, that the direction you're going is where we need to go. And um, if those people are not invested in this direction, and there's no trust or faith in what you're doing, um, and if they can't see past their blinders. Um, you, the, they have to leave the waka at some point. And so I think... Just kick them off the boat. <laughs> I've, never, I've never kicked them off. Um, they have they have left willingly. <laughs> no. I, um, I just, I think that as you go on with the work, and I've, that's what I've found is um, as you persevere, as you move towards what you know is right, what feels um, that sits right in you as an artist and as a person, as a human, um, mm. you inevitably lose the ones that can't see um, mm. what you're seeing um, mm. or they don't trust you or have faith. Um, and then that's not to say that, you know, uh, myself as an artist is perfect. It's it's just the um, it's part of the process and the people that choose to stay with you and choose to invest um are the people you need to hold fast um, to and sort of, you know, and work in that direction. And um, and that becomes, so I think, you know, you start with like, you know, hundreds and then ultimately for us um, it's it's paired back to a handful of people um, that, that will do the work. Um, and so maybe, yeah, I think... Yeah, it's it's yeah. That's all I can think of. I, I don't really have a story where I've um, I've proven anyone wrong. Um, it's yeah. It's just just stick to what you've got to do and make that happen. Um, and if it's not going to work and if it's not healthy for the people around you or you yourself, then you have to let it go. But um, that comes with time. But you know, invest. But I yeah. If they want to see, they'll see it. You you can't make um you can take the horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So mm. yeah, you can, mm. sometimes you can try and force the horse, but <laughs> you'll get face. Visualizing you, Julia, and your waka with a horse paddling behind you. A horse. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <dragging> the horse. <laughs> yeah, okay. Stop with the visuals. My gosh, we've had some amazing visuals in this conversation. Yeah. I bought the star, and then, yeah, anyway. <laughs> 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 and the horse being dragged by waka. Great. Mm. Wow, no wonder I'm tired. <laughs> Putting the horse to safety. Earlier on, we touched a little bit um, 
about how we weave our cultural knowledge into our arts. Um, I suppose my question is, if I'm going to play the devil's advocate, is why do I have to value your cultural knowledge as your art? Why can't you just create art like everyone else does? Why does your cultural knowledge matter in your work? Mm. Uh, my culture, culture is the way you live, right? It's um, how you live every day. Um, and my culture is that <clears throat> I'm Papua New Guinean Australian living in Aotearoa. That's the, I live here now. This is my culture. Um, when I was living in Darwin, it was a different culture, um, different mm. people, different, you know, environment. Um, and so art reflects your culture and that's my culture. So if you want me to create work that fits your culture, then I have to be you and I'm not. So that's why. Nice. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I did a maths. A maths thing. Okay. That's why I'm so there, finished. End of a question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. After I slept, yeah, how dare you ask me that question? <laughs> Whoever that was, I had to smack them. No, I don't think so. I won't even answer your question. That's a dumb question. Not you, Lele. I'm talking about the person as being the devil's advocate. <laughs> I, th I think too it comes back to that that point, um, Julia, that you made that there's no there's, there's no separation between art and culture. Like it's it's all one, and I think you're, um, you know, your your eloquent and simple explanation that this is this is who I am living in this place on this land, and so therefore this is the story that is going to be you know, imbued in the work that comes out. Like, and I find it interesting that those kind of, oh, how do I say this? Um, I, I, I think often the, the people that question why culture is, is so important and why it has to be at the forefront is probably coming from a person that doesn't understand their culture and that they belong to a culture and a, a people and that there is responsibility and, you know, stewardship and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's, and, and I, and I think it's really exciting that more and more people are understanding that it's like, you know, you've, you've, you, you cannot not be aware um, of the, you know, of the, of the stories and the culture and the bloodlines and the land that people want to talk about. Like it's, it's becoming so um, natural now, which is really great. Like just simple things like acknowledging the country that you're living on and um, you know, the, where you go and live and work and the, the, the iwi, the tribe, the village that you are, you know, um, you know, fortunate to, to kind of reside on that more and more people are, are acknowledging that. And that's really, that's really cool. I think that's really um, encouraging so that, you know, those that, that don't know there's, there's an opportunity to still learn. Yeah. Mm. I think too, what people get mixed up is um, heritage and culture. So my heritage is I'm um, Papua New Guinean, and then on my Australian mm. 
night I'm I'm a lot of things. Mum, what? Mm. Thanks, Dad. <clears throat> but mm. I um, and so often I think people um, what they're actually asking about is my heritage, not my culture. Um, mm. Because you know, living in the same space, our culture—that mm. is our culture. I mean, like we're in the same this culture that is where we are. So yeah, sometimes I think people don't actually work out what they're asking. I, I agree with mm. that. Um, mm. That yeah, their ignorance um, and yeah, sort of leads them to that kind of questioning where you're sort of projecting your own um, ideas of what is, who a person is, where they come from, just trying to put them in a box. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, um, yeah. But, yeah, being present and knowing where you are, that's really mm-hmm. important, and also knowing um, where your blood runs to. And, um, yeah, and I think that all of us are, you know, really aware of that and, um, and there's a responsibility with it, you know, like you make your mm-hmm. work. Um, and you have to not just respect the people that you come from, but um, the people that are around you and mm. actually the land you're on and those people that, you know, have been standing on this land for way longer than you like sand. Mm. I'm a little grain of sand, you know, when I think of, um, yeah, yeah, anyway, that's kind of mm. heritage and culture. I think people need to work out what they're actually asking. Mm, yeah, there's not much more I can add to that. Um, it's been beautifully um, talked, spoken to by Julia and Marianne. Um, personally, person for my own self, I've um, done a lot of listening and watching of my own friends, communities, and the you know my colleagues at work, people I you know meet randomly um, and and just the different ways that they uh, traverse the world if you will and the, and the different ways that they integrate with their culture and their heritage into their lives because then that informs um, a, a lot of the ways that I approach my work you know within this business model, I mean, I'm very lucky that we have, um, you know, a, a team of, um, you know, um, Māori that we can go to and ask all those little questions around protocol and it's, um, you know, Tamaki Makoto being made up of quite a few iwi that can get, like, yeah, fiddly. You know, <laughs> you don't want to offend someone, right? Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for the for those things being in place at work, but it's also on me to also be observing and listening, and you know, making sure that I'm doing my own homework as well, and not just continuously relying on these people at work because I know what that feels like too. Eh? That token brown mm-hmm. person at work. Oh, do you know how what this word means? No, I don't. I'm mm. not New Asian. <laughs> um, you know, have I spelled this right? I don't know. Yeah, mm. shall we both Google it together? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, again, it, it's just if everyone does their bit, it just makes things so much easier. And mm. you know, I mean, it's all about respect. 
and um, you know acknowledge acknowledging um, people at the right time and in the right way. That was the second segment of episode two, a conversation with Pacific Islander artists. The third and final segment for this episode conversation reflects on what these artists have learnt in their time as artists and creatives and what they are looking forward to in the future. See you in part three of episode two, Pacific Islander artists for our women, our stories. (laughs) 